It's doing it without using the ums, ahs, ers, sos, and tisks. What? You can have an entire conversation without using the word so as a transition word. Or, um, yeah, I think it's like, um, you know, things like that. That makes so much sense. Yeah. It makes conversation so much easier if you're precise. It's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> so how'd you get into Toastmasters? Honestly, I got into it to shut my mother up. <laughs> because she's been a Toastmaster for 20 years. And so she speaks very eloquently? Yes, she does. And in her job function, she just retired this this last June, but she was in human relations at the school district. So oh. she was always onboarding new new teachers and staff members. So she had to talk, and she was a big trainer for all their stuff. So she joined Toastmasters <clears throat> when she worked at Rayleigh's. It sounds a lot like my grandmother, who was a teacher, and then was a bit of a public speaker when she was younger. But, yeah, so that was uh, Grandma Bell. She passed away recently, which is super... Uh, what's the word? See, I do a lot of the uhs and ums. Well, the more you, the uh. more, the more you work on the podcast stuff... Oh yeah, you'll you'll really lose that because people use the word "ah" just like if they're telling a lie and they look to the right. <laughs> Have you ever noticed that? I always look down when I'm contemplating something. But right, it's but an if, unconscious if, if somebody's going to come to you and lie to you, mm-hmm. like you and your business get all the time from these people. Oh, uh, I didn't drop that. No way. Well, that's just a very. It's more employees that lie. Oh, uh, absolutely. Um, <laughs> oh, I couldn't make it to work today because I was sick. Oh, I, I thought I told you I needed three days off, and I, the no call, no show was a thing. And uh, I submitted uh, it uh, with all of you last Tuesday. I was like, "Sorry, buddy, here's your final check. Have a nice day." And he's like, "Oh, it was worth a try." I'm like, "So you came, you came to work, <laughs> and then yeah, wow." But this this one person had done it so much. He was on his last and final leg. His name was Ty. I think you'd walked oh, yeah. in. It smelled like weed. Mm-hmm. He's a bit on the uh, untraditional retail side, where he's kind of like, yo, man, I don't really want to sell shit, but I'll sell shit. I'm like, all right, let's give it a try. He sold some shit. And I was like, mm, we need somebody. You're cheap. <laughs> you come to work sometimes. As long as he stayed above 75% uh, work attendance, right. I would have kept his job. Right. But then just ghosting us and being like, you know, my commissions are low because, well, you weren't here. Yeah, like that's why they're low. It's hard to get commissions if you're not here to. He argued that he was owed like twelve hundred dollars in commissions for the two weeks after Christmas, New Year's. I'm like, how? Show me the sales. None of the sales on my report say you had twelve hundred dollars, and that's making us twelve thousand dollars in profit. You get ten percent, whatever you post. This is more than fair. A lot of people people do not give people ten percent sure. of what they sell. And sure as shit, he was. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's about 1200 I sold 10 PlayStation 5s, X, Xbox, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, where's the sales? Show me. Well, most of them cash. I'm like, I didn't even have this much inventory post. I had like four or five PlayStation 5s, and then I, even you're one who got one. They were sold out, and they've still Quickly. been... Yeah, they've still been a pain to grab. And funny enough, he uh, had argued that, and I'm like, "Yeah, you're not going to get that." It was like 130 bucks he had made because he made us 1,200 dollars, and it was so funny his reaction. All right, everybody, welcome to During Business Hours. My name's Christopher. This to my left or to your right is going to be John. He is fellow veteran, a um, lot cooler guy. Uh, introduce yourself, John. Hello, everybody. My name is Jonathan Culliver, and like you said, I'm a veteran, both the Marine Corps and the Army. Fun times, always. <laughs> which, in your opinion, which was better? Oh, is there a question in that? It's, yeah, it was the Marine Corps for sure. I thought you were going to go the other coin. I figured the yeah, army was a lot yeah. less strict. You know, we got to eat what we wanted, not get bitched at. Yeah, you, that's even not, at a duty station, dude. That's not the way it works, bro. I see. When I was in Aberdeen, which is more of a training yeah. ground with Marines, you had non-Marines that were or tra- sorry, Marines that were non-training and training Marines that were not working and then uh everyone got the smoke from some of the uh uppers anything you're eating if you had cupcakes who ate cupcakes there was cupcakes at the defac really yeah there was cupcakes they had all kinds of shit holy moly the army lives a different life no this was the marines defac 
Like there, there was cupcakes. There was pancakes with uh, peanut butter and molasses, all kinds of fun stuff. And anytime they got it, they got the smoke on the tables. And I was thinking the janitors must hate this shit because then you got people puking on the tables, eating on the tables, sweating <laughs> on the tables, or doing all three at the same time. And it's not fun. Not fun. Uh, yeah, okay. but that was not my my era, buddy. Oh my god! When, when was your era? Uh, 91 through in the Marines, 91 through 2000. And then I took a year and off to get divorced. And why is it that we always get married so many times? Just military people in general. Because women can't handle the deployments <laughs> or how we are. We are one thing. We don't change our opinions much. We're very stern or straightforward. And I find that a lot of women don't like that. Well, that I am. I guess, for lack of a better description, I am the sternest that you will find, simply because my tone doesn't vary. I've got that deeper voice, and it stays, like, even when I'm happy, I'm talking the same way. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going through divorce right now, but my, my wife at the time always would say I was angry, or that my tone was aggressive, and this is the same tone that I would have during those times. Oh, I got into an argument this morning with my wife over Starbucks. I woke up to a, a crash in the kitchen. Like I said, it was a, a crazy morning. Seven o'clock, she had ordered Postmates coffee. And I thought, okay, the coffee had crashed on the, the ground. Sure. And she's freaking out. She's on a call trying to get my daughter ready for school. She let me sleep in. 20 minutes past my alarm which was funny but only because she had made such a mess i don't think she wanted me to see it because i would have cleaned it up and kind of bitched while doing it like sure. oh you know this sucks but and that just makes her more anxious so my son's asleep behind me because he's co-sleeping uh my daughter is just sitting in the bathroom not getting dressed she's got 15 minutes to get out the door for school and there's coffee everywhere well she sops it all up by the time i walk in and i'm like you think it's clean? <laughs> Me cleaning, it's a different story. If you drop something that's sugary or disgusting on the ground, there has to be a solvent. Something has to clean that stick off. You can't just sop it up with a towel, throw it in the sink, and say, I'm going back to work. That's what she tends to do. I don't know why. She's in a rush. She's on a meeting. I'm like, I'll handle this. So then I take the drawers out, and there's coffee in the drawers because... To me, that coffee hit the wall of the cabinets. It goes down, it goes into the drawers. Sure as shit, I pour it back out onto the tile. And she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, well, this is sealed. This is now my pool that will stay in the middle of the kitchen. <laughs> and I can clean this later. Right. This is getting into all the spoons and the nooks and the cranny and the wood. This is what we have to work on before it stains and destroys. And we rent. They don't care about this. They care about that that's harder to replace you got to rip out the cabinets do everything so we addressed that and, you know i'm making some comments i'm like well shit now we got to wash all the dishes now we got to do this that it's, it's <laughs> i just woke up and so i probably have a tone and she's pissed i love the, I love the tone it's the uh well you know if only you could hang up and tell them you have something to do you know accidents happen i wish i could walk away from work what would you do at work if all of a sudden you spilled hot coffee in the middle of a meeting? Oh, I'd clean it up with everybody there still going about the meeting. I'm like, bullshit, you would. Absolutely not. The CEO, Jeff, what's it, uh, Mark Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, they spill hot coffee on themselves. I'm going to take a minute. I'm going to go handle this, and I'll be right back because the world can wait. This can't because it's going to damage something. And uh, so she was very pissed off. Really. But think about it this way. Veterans have been trained to clean. Oh, yeah, but it's... Most women, it's... I hate to say it this way, but it's true. Most women clean exceptionally well. I think it's part of women, you know, because they just know how to clean. I think it's more like their parents teach them that they have to maintain their, their housing and whatnot. My wife's mother cleans for a living. So she was taught to clean, but I think she did it so much as a kid, she hated it. It was just never her thing. So my wife is very anti-cleaning. So we're the bougie ones who used to have a house cleaner before COVID. Somebody would come by once every couple of weeks and get the nooks and crannies and all the, the fun oh, the stuff we don't cleans. want. Absolutely. I, I, I'm the type of person I hate when the tub has that like 
almost looks like pet hair because women in general hair is everywhere and it just like bundles up around the tub i'm like oh then i gotta get in there with a the damn toothbrush and some pink stuff I'm just I'm sitting there while getting naked in the bathtub to like clean it and and do all it i'm like the chemicals on me ain't gonna hurt like i'm already 30 years old i'm good you're 30 i know right at 30, you were probably doing the same stupid shit. But I'm like, me, I could be in a room with chemicals and breathe all this stuff in and while taking a shower. Two birds, one stone. My wife's like, you need a mask? You need gloves? You can't be in there with that stuff? I'm like, you know what I've rolled around in? I have, I have been in worse situations, I can assure you, with little effect to my body. I got a little eczema when I turned 30. That's probably some chemical overseas. It's fun times. Well, that's the way it works. Oh God, there's there's so much. It's so that funny. would work out well. Oh, you had people in high school, especially in Del Campo area, Carmichael area. They had uh, what is it, drug free, written on their hands all the time, and then they had uh, your life. So much random shit, and then they turned eighteen, and they were like, "No tattoos aren't for me." I turned sixteen, and I was like, "More tattoos." Like I've got tattoos all over my arms. <laughs> yeah, I hate tattoos. I've, yeah. only, I've only got 80 plus. It's so bad. It, was your first ones in the military? Or? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. See, I, I got the uh, the Superman one you know, right before the military. And then I got everything else during AIT. And I was like, oh, man, I need more and more and more. Because I had six months in AIT. And uh, Aberdeen didn't give a shit. It was so fun. Everyone was out Friday night. and Let's go down to Lucky uh, 13 and trade for some work. Wow. I'd uh, prune the tables, do whatever. Six months in AIT. I know, right? That's a long time. Really? Mm-hmm. Mm. Right. How long did you have? So I went from Marine Corps boot camp, which is 13 weeks. What? Is Marine Corps 13 weeks? Yeah. See, my... That's why if I, when I went to the Army, I didn't have to go to boot camp again. That's crazy, because I thought when I went in in 2007, it was nine weeks, and then we had an experimental, you know, uh, we That's did... the th- Army. Well, we did 13 weeks. So that was the first case of 13 weeks. It was the entire Fort Jackson. There you go, 13 weeks. No, not anymore. The Army didn't didn't handle it. I'm going to butcher that. What's the, Oh, not time. It's length. I, that's what I was trying. Where are we at? News? Oh, I want all. Damn. So you guys have been 13 weeks forever. Yeah. That's exactly. See that? The longest and most challenging of all military boot camps. Four phases. See, I had four phases the same way. And I was in the Army 2007, but that what pisses me off now is that you did it first. I thought I, thought <laughs> I was in the longest, the first longest one, and I was like, there's no way. I've been thinking for, what is that, 14 years uh-huh. that I did it longer than any of you fuckers. Nope. It's been 13 weeks forever. And now it really is 13 weeks. They put it, it was only three phases when I went in. Mm-hmm. Now it's four phases because they added the crucible. See, we had something similar that wasn't the Crucible. It was a hell. It was like a version of Hell Week, but they didn't call it the Crucible. Excuse me. Um, I have a damn poster of it. The Kennel, yeah, Kennel Week, where everything came to a head, and then literally there was people in kennels because we were pit bulls, and uh, uh, there was the bulldogs. There was a whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> fun days, right? Well, the Crucible for Marines is fifty-four hours nonstop with team exercise. They work in, in a in a fire team of four, and so they go through these challenges as a group. Kind of like uh, the night training and everything combined. I think we did something similar where yeah. that was the whole point of it being like a week. You only got so much time to sleep, and then we had at the end of it. Like a long period, no sleep, ruck march, et cetera, all at once. Yeah, there's a there's a 25 mile walk in the sun, and then Breeze. you've got the obstacle courses, and then you've got the all the all the standard stuff you do on a battlefield. See, I always thought it was funny that how and I, we see a lot of vets, right? A lot of vets will tell you like their basic training story is like their life. It's the thing that shaped them. But then you have some of those people that can't remember their basic training so much as their service because their service just was either hell or 
their entire life. <laughs> Me, I, the small details I can't tend to remember. I remember I really liked my uh, DS at the end. He was a bastard up until week 11 when I was failing my PT test. Um, I could not run fast enough. I just couldn't. I had long legs. I, I went in at 275. I did the push-ups and the sit-ups I could blast out mm-hmm. super fast. But I'd never run a day in my life, not professionally or to track anything. Sure. So what I was doing was... Whoa, whoa, wait, wait, wait. You went to boot camp without running? Yeah, I never even passed a PT test. My uh, The one who signed me up put me in there at almost 300 pounds and said, go ahead. They gave me a tape and told me how to like fake the right. tape. How to stretch your neck. Yeah, exactly. Right. You know, Put the tongue in the back. Yeah. Yeah, never run a day in my life. The, the the most activity I had done was duck walked at Meps. That was it. <laughs> Do you know how hard that was for me? Oh, I'm sure at that, that, it that was, weight it would be insane. It was fucking horrible. Wow. For me, that was the most exercise I had ever done. And I, I could do a few push-ups, a few sit-ups, but uh, what was his name? Uh, Drill Sergeant Wiggins, or Staff Sergeant Wiggins. This son of a bitch just signed me up and said, howdy do. I was like, you know, I'm kind of thinking of not doing this. Uh, you know, I'm not really in shape. And he's like, oh, you, you got to go. You got to go. And I think he just ended up giving me some, like, you know, American soldier, proud, pride speech. I was like, on the bus, Sergeant. <laughs> <laughs> My story is pretty, pretty not near that. It's pretty simple. Yeah. I, I walked into my best friend and I in high school. We used to do all the competitions. Um, they used to have, the Army used to have competitions at Howe Park where they'd have an obstacle course. You'd put a pack on. And you'd yeah, I've seen course. those. Yeah. So we used to run those and we'd win. So we decided, oh, well, we have to so do something better than the Army. And when I was five, in the church where we were at, in comes this Marine in dress blues. Oh, uh, yeah. I have a similar story. Yeah, I mean, how could you not feel something? Yeah. That amazement, absolutely. that pride. Look at that. The Marine Corps dress blues are, without a doubt, hands down, the best uniform in the armed forces. They were. They were. <laughs> they are. <laughs> no. Although, the new Army greens That's are pretty sick. Yeah, exactly. I they was like, they, they were, but the Army has stepped it up quite a bit. Because even when I was in the Army... My my blues, my whites. I call them whites, but the the greens. Because mm-hmm. um, it was white undershirt. I don't know why they called them the blues. And then colors are so weird with that. The blue and yellow with the white. Yeah, it was like it's the whites and the blues. That's that's kind of how I do it. But you would right out of basic training. Well, I'm gonna get off story, uh, topic. Seven years old, similar. Saw my grandfather's uh, uniform at my grandmother's house, and I was like, I want to do this. So I talked about it a lot. When I got older, it was like a fallback. But every redneck kid does that. Well, if it doesn't work, mama, I'm going to join the army. You know? <laughs> um, you were raised here and you're a redneck? Rio Linda. Oh, yeah. that's right. 32nd yeah, so Street. Everything was hay and loofahs. Never mind. I had a pig named Willie, and he was as big as me, and you could <laughs> ride him. I love Rio Linda. And my grandma was like, oh, anything goes in the sloth. And, oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how I was raised. And my mom tries so hard to be like, we were not ghetto. We were not redneck. We were raised in a civilized home. I'm like, woman at 30 years old, you lost all your teeth. You got dentures. They're nice. But don't give me no shit how you were raised in a, a nice home. <laughs> she feeds my kid candy nowadays. And I'm like, oh, fucking well, That's what out. grandparents do, bro. But I They sugar them, your kids up so they can send them home. Yeah, but he, my son is there 30 hours from saturday to football sunday you know they all just keep them for sunday and then all of a sudden it turns into juice 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 a little bit of water and a shit ton of m&ms and chips and etc gets to me and he just looks like he's about to puke i'm like come on water down the juice that's all you got to do he won't be uh, you know and he was out at six o'clock last night up until seven the seven thirty this morning Wow. It was, he was out. But then he was having these weird, like, rollover nightmares. And whenever he gets sugared up, he's super active in his dreams. You can just tell. Sure as shit. I get a text message at, what was it, 11 o'clock last night. Hey, well, you know, 30 M&Ms and a bunch of juice isn't as bad as your daughter drinking chocolate frappuccinos. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> I just wanted to break necks. And, like, my daughter gets a 
a kid's frap from Starbucks once mm-hmm. a week. It's her reward. You do good things, here's your reward. You really sure. want that. It's not giving them McDonald's all the time. Khaleesi, was, my daughter, was really strict when she was younger. No sugar, no um, fast food craziness. It mm-hmm. wasn't all the time. Now we're not as good with my son. But when you have two kids, you're less worried about what you do as how quickly you do it. Oh, absolutely. You're like, oh, shit, we forgot about food. It's 530. What are we doing? You know, go get fast food. But grandparents, when Khaleesi was younger, I was like, oh, well, um, Leslie's parents would give her M&Ms. And that drove me nuts. Drugged her up. I'm like, they only give her three or four. Now that my son gets 30 and he's only two, he's two. He's not five. 30 M&Ms for a two-year-old? Over 30 hours. But still, it's, you know, it's a, one of those. Depends on, oh, yeah. That and juice. It's not a good recipe. <laughs> and so they were telling me, like, it wasn't so bad. And I'm like, okay, you got three kids, poor teeth, bad weight management. Don't tell me you know what's best. If you had one, like, healthy, stable child you could give me advice but don't try and throw it out like one child gets something so the other one should be spoiled i was very pissed was I'd very... Like, what i'd like you to do is point out one stable child exactly today. Yeah. Oh, well i could i could show you a stable child but he's not from here i don't know any stable children from here it's usually people that move from like west africa uh, Canada, there's a lot of stable people that have just avoided social media until they turn 35 and then they get real fucked up. Become man, I, I usually have like my, my 45 will be on the table and everything. It's just one of those. I was really pissed off after our latest burglary, so I put on my, my uh, battle ready armor 45, nine millimeter. I was ready to go in camera. I was like, I look like a fucking idiot. But then the next day, a homeless man assaulted the front of the store, and I had to draw on him. So I'm like, yep, yeah, yeah, fuck this place. These people do some crazy stuff nowadays. He was just sitting there with a nut and bolt on a string, smacking the tempered glass, trying to see whose door would break. And I'm like, all right, you want to break somebody's shit? So I get out of my car. He runs away. I get back into the store, grab my gun, come outside. So now I'm armed, because I left it there the night before, because we went out to dinner. And uh, so now I'm armed and come back out and like, you need to leave the fucking property. Go. Sure as shit, he comes at me. So draw. You really want to die on somebody's doorstep of their business? And uh, I thought it was so funny. He, he grabs like this tiny baby knife and he kept doing like, like breathing super fast. And I'm like, what are you doing? Exercising? You preparing for something? And I'd have to rewatch the video of exactly how he had done it. But it was like, and you can't even see the knife. It's so small. I feel really sorry for women who have to go through this as well. But it's like, it's nothing there. Nothing. I thought he was just punching the air, getting like exercise. But it turned out on the camera, if you zoom in a lot, you could see like this baby hand knife. Math. Although, yeah. let me tell you something. We, we hit on a subject a minute ago about boot camp. Mm-hmm. I remember two people. And two events from my boot camp. One, San Diego. Mm-hmm. We had a guy, a kid, commit suicide while I was on Firewatch. He leapt from the second floor onto the concrete. What type of barracks did you have? We were in concrete barracks. But if so, in my basic, we had bars in the window in Jackson, which was supposed to be relaxed in Jackson. But the windows were super small, which was no. He why ran. I thought. He ran out of his squad bay. Oh, on the okay. second floor, there's this, a, a, a pathway between one squad bay and another squad bay. I'm familiar with some of the barracks like that. So, and they were open, you know, open except for the bunks. Mm-hmm. And he came running out, <laughs> plop. So I remember that event. But then I remember two drill instructors. Now, my senior drill instructor at the time, Staff Sergeant Sullivan. He was this beast of a dude, man. Well, anyone named Sullivan for some reason, they tend to be very... He was huge. He had mm. the V in the back, and you, you just remember everything about him. So he was either telling the drill instructors to be easier. You know, once a week, he'd show up, and, he, and he'd be like, this is my time with you. It was Sundays, because 
he is the one that let us go to church. Oh yeah, praise be me. Exactly. Today the key is me. Right. So they would he would let us go to church, God, and then I those guys. And then I the other one our our heavy was uh, drill instructor staff sergeant Barrett. Barrett. Yeah. Like Barrett the road. Yep. He ended up becoming uh, sergeant major of the Marine Corps. I wonder if we can look these people up. No, it's not a drill sergeant. That's the army. I know, but I'm a. I remember two of mine. I'm looking at drill sergeant Moody because uh, so in my basic training, I had drill sergeant Moody and drill sergeant Easley. Now Easley was definitely a, uh, a harder drill sergeant, but she was very, very southern. Like ghetto, like she had the long nails, the fake wig. You know, you've you seen uh, Housewives, Housewives of uh, Atlanta. No. Oh my God. What was that? I don't watch that kind of stuff. I figured you've seen something, right? You watch cable, of course. So Drill Sergeant Easley looked like this lady right here, fourth on the right. Oh shoot! I'd be in trouble. Yeah, it, it, she was. Good looking, but she was mean and a little thicker. But she could run the 440 so fast. Sprinter wow. with tiny legs. But so everyone was always, you know, trying to get at her, say stupid things, and they'd get smoked. And I remember another private that had the same last name as me, Private Love, but he was a dark skinned gentleman, took a liking to her, and always trying to throw shit out. So then when he would get in trouble, Moody would come out, and he was like the redneck white boy drill sergeant, worked his whole life. Come out, he'd start yelling at me because I'm private love, but I'm dumb private love because I'm 17 at the time. <laughs> and then you got private love who's uh, like football private love, you know, mm-hmm. and, you know, thicker, stockier. But by the end of basic, I was only 210, 210 pounds, and so I'd lost 64 pounds, and I could run a seven-minute mile. You know, when I was running a 14-minute mile at the beginning, it was crazy. By the end of AIT, I had taken up running, and I was running a six. And so learning to master my stride. I hate running. I loved running by the end of AIT. I was coming home and running every morning, and then running after a hangover to cure that. Run, run, run. And then I had kids. No running. I can't do it. It's a lot of fast I've run enough. My, my Marine Corps time, I've ran I'll enough. need a knee replacement later on in life. You know, you can pop the knee every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. But boy. Check out uh, uh, CSM uh, Barrett, B-A-R-R-E-T-T. Uh, put Marines. Oh, you know, there he is on the left. <laughs> Bald head. Yeah. Okay. So Michael Barrett. That was... Now, he was Sergeant Major of the Marine Corps, so he was the big top boss. When he was in, he was a staff sergeant, he was my drill instructor, my senior drill instructor. This is something about the Marines. It's, I know they coded into you when you're in basic, like you're better, you're the best. And then when we went to AIT, it was so, oh, you're the best. Don't tell anybody you're the best. But goddamn, it's so similar looking from a third party, like civvy perspective they all look the fucking same at a distance it's crazy you, you put this and we'll do just put army there and we'll grab somebody who's in dress right down there at the bottom go up well so it's, it's this versus this there's not many differences yes there is you're both two people so say somebody has not been in the u.s doesn't know our military it says they both just look like people in uniform One's black and white, one's... I understand. <laughs> I know the physical differences. But so if you... It, not much to somebody who's untrained at like, okay, this one's darker, or this one's lighter, or this has got to be the Marines because they're familiar with it. You wouldn't know that they weren't in two separate armies. The ones that you're looking at? Yeah. Are both army. Okay. Of course it's going to. <laughs> Everything, but like, you see how the differences in the the uniform, though. Absolutely, that's Air Force. Yeah, so you got there's subtle differences. It's colors and whatnot, but somebody who's untrained wouldn't really give a shit. They'd be like, okay, they look military. Absolutely. And I think the the military does that on purpose to really mess with people. I found my boot camp uh, 
what do they call the yearbook kind of oh thing? Oh my god, I, I found the video as well. Oh, you guys had videos? Yeah, we got. Oh wait, my no, gosh. no, 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 no! For a fucking fee. Here's what really pissed me off, and I've always been like, "This is just shitty. Why not? If we're doing so much work, why not just give it to us for free? It's five seconds to burn this fucking video, but seventy-five dollars just for one DVD, and then another three hundred and fifty dollars for the photos." They send your family a brochure to like buy these things, and sure as shit, my family bought a bunch of it. Seriously? Oh my god! Yeah, they got one of the jackets, a couple of the shirts that had our names on it. <laughs> my son's an American hero. I had to take my my my. I graduated boot camp, and I was sicker than a dog. I had the flu. Graduating boot camp, I couldn't cough, I couldn't sneeze. I couldn't do anything, and I was standing at attention in the front rank with the graduation ceremony at MCRD San Diego. Hundreds of families there. Did they play Toby Keith when you graduated as well? <laughs> what? Oh, Dude, the, come on, man. So, yeah. This is 1991. There was no Toby Keith. In 1991. Oh, I think there was. No, it was he. He became he became prominent. popular. You're talking about popular, but right? I mean, he was alive, but once it once he began music, and is he dead? No, he's not. Oh, I, dead. Thought, I was like, hold on, we lost a good one. What is he talking about? I love his music. His his post 911 music has been amazing. Oh yeah, it's so inspirational. Him and Blake Shelton and all those guys are amazing. Somebody in the fucking comments will tell me when he started. I think he probably in 98 was doing it. No. You never know. But so you you, you could. Somebody tell us when he came out there because we're going to argue about this for a while, I'm sure. You couldn't sneeze. You couldn't do anything. I I remember in the army, everyone was coughing, sneezing, doing whatever they could, fucking around. But you couldn't move. You had to stay at attention. But if you had to sniffle or something, it's understandable. You know. No, you couldn't blink. You couldn't do any. You stood at attention, followed commands. That's why our drill is better. Okay, but I'm just saying, if you physically could not, oh, no, I was, I was hoping they'd put me to the back of the platoon. Yeah, see, that's what and, they would and, do. And, and no, the shitheads would go in the back, and then the prominent keep your okay, shit together people went in the front. That's great, the front in the back. But if you're all facing, the thing that I was looking up originally was. Uh, graduation. USA. How could you say 2008 and put seven? Uh, this keyboard is ergonomic, so it oh, goes inward. Right. I'm not used right. to. I'll give you credit. I'll let you, I'll let it slide <laughs> that time. Yeah. Where is it? You know what's other funny is Google just reminded me it's fucking Valentine's Day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who cares about Valentine's Day? <laughs> Apparently not my wife. If you appreciate. If you appreciate the person you're with year all year long, what the hell you need balance? Oh uh, yeah, that's another argument. Uh, for God's sakes, I don't even think it's un- understanding what you're asking. Uh, yeah, USAR, you know, West Point, West Point. Yeah, we understand you're fe- fucking better than everyone. Hardly. They're they're so stuck. Anyone else want to say that the West Point grads are just stuck up rich kids? The majority. No, it, it most of them are because they have to be appointed to that academy, or they have to be given special privilege Correct. with a letter because of recommendation of, because of who their parents or family are. My great granddaddy, he said I could go here. He sent a check. <laughs> I'm going here. You know they should have done. You remember what's what's that movie? Forrest Gump. Where is it? Uh, was it Tommy? Not Tommy Boy. Freddie got fingered. What's that guy's name? <laughs> Who's the guy? Tom something. The Freddy Tom guy. Green. Tom Green. Whatever happened to Tom Green? He was married to Drew Barrymore, had all his shit together. That guy should have done a Going to West Point parody movie. Just like Graduation or oh, yeah. all of those. He brought the Jackass cast with him. Dude, he could have done. So, that was like so ripe in the early 2000s. I know there's probably West Point jokes, but... Fuck, that would have been a good movie. That would have been the best movie. To make it as flat as a paddle. And then they hooked... Who did that? Chris Pontius, uh, Knoxville, a bunch of them. Oh, my god! And then they did it together like a like they were docking. 
Are you fucking kidding me? That is not funny. That's a plexiglass breaking into your shit. Freddy Got Fingered was in 2001. God. What has he been doing since? I don't know. Let me find out. I'm looking. What's he doing now? Ooh. He, he looks old. Yeah, he got beat up. I'll tell you that much. He looks like a mix between you and uh, Burt Kreischer. Gee, thanks. That's exactly what he looks like. Yeah, not a bad thing. I am old. You know. Well, you're not that old. 47. Bro. 47. I know 70-year-olds that are still on their shit. Don't even. 47 may feel old, but you, you're, in 20 years you're going to be like, you know when you said it may feel old? No, it feels old. It does feel old. Yeah. The getting out of bed part, I'm assuming, is the worst. From like at rest. Especially with a broken back. Yeah. The at rest. I do not envy being at rest and then going to full speed. That just sounds like... Tom Green was a rapper? He's done a lot of shit. A lot of stupid shit. I don't, they they uh, filed for divorce right after Freddie got fingered. So 2002. Why would you divorce Drew Barrymore? Uh, you know, in my last uh, podcast, my wife sat in and we were talking about Holocaust victims. I did not know that Auschwitz... Were you taught in school about Nazi Germany and Auschwitz... Germany? No, but I've been there. Okay. So you, did you ever go to the museum? Yeah, and the and the concentration camps and all yeah. that stuff. So I wasn't taught that in school, but my wife was, apparently. I've never been taught that these people tried to escape on the regular or were, like, fake given their, their chance for freedom just so they could kill them in the chambers and do this and do mm-hmm. that and shoot them for fun. Well, apparently somebody went to Disneyland and took a bunch of pictures with his girlfriend, uh, smiling like they were like, ah, cheers, we're having so much fun listening to the shit that people are telling us in our earphones. So they got canceled. That's some prominent fighter in some other country. He's a bantamweight. We ain't got to worry about it. Um, so he's like a really small guy. And then he leans into it like, oh, fuck you. TripAdvisor says it's a, a national uh, tourist attraction, etc." Like, no, it's fucking not. It doesn't even matter what TripAdvisor says. The weight of that should get you to stop having your girlfriend fucking smiling like it's Disneyland. And in those photos, we found a young Drew Barrymore that had died in the Holocaust. And it looked like Drew Barrymore's like great-grandmother, twin, some shit. But you remember when Drew Barrymore was a kid? Mm-hmm. She was a, a child actor. You mm-hmm. could put that child actor's face next to the Holocaust victim, spotless. Really? Yeah, after the podcast, I was like, there's something fucking weird here. Like, this has got to be a relative. This is Tom Green in February 2nd. <laughs> He's in Canada. I can tell. There's a lot of wood and... Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So he's one of those people that has now become a shut-in... And very upset at life. I really got to fix that. Um, what else? Shows in with Tom Green, February 2nd. So they don't have his uh, picture updated on there. No. And so they're like, yeah, come see us February 2nd. And then it's just, good morning. Or, oh, hi, morning. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's so hilarious. That's, I mean, that's, apparently that's his reality at the moment. Does Tom Green do now? This is what I don't understand. There's people that are just dedicated to come after and and essentially record people's lives from a distance or afar so they can keep history. Mm-hmm. Like there's, in my opinion, there's probably some secret society that is maintaining history for their own purposes. But man, Green started his own podcast, the Tom Green podcast, last year. Yeah. There's podcasts all over the place, and we can... They're popping up everywhere. Well... Everywhere right now. People are... People are consuming it. So here's here's my, my premise on this, is I want people to spend their time... I'm so sick of making money. I'll make money as a result, but I need to start billing people in time. Watch time, uh, ethical sources of, like, entertainment, because everything is moving in the future to where... You ever seen... Justin Timberlake's uh, In Time movie? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. 
Okay. Is it a military type movie? No. Or comedy? You're going to love this. They gave him a gun. So basically... You've never seen this movie. Two thousand eleven is when this came out. There's a lot of actors in this. Movie. A, it was a big movie back then. I think it was a movie of the year. Got nominated for a bunch of stuff. Wow. Yeah, you got to watch that movie. I might have to watch that. So, so in my opinion, I think the world's turning into similar like this, but it's media consumption. People create media. People pay you in media. Advertisers pay you for trade of media. Mm-hmm. So the world's becoming more like this. Now, I've had that stuck in my head for a long time that uh, probably the last couple of years how a lot of people are spending their time on TikTok or Facebook, etc. I don't even really know what TikTok is. (sighs) Unfortunately, it works. I I saw somebody else talking about... So TikTok is an app created in China that is backed by China. Information goes to China. That is a fact. We all agree that is the way it is. But in China, the algorithm points to everyone gets rewarded. You know, your brain gets rewarded or you get stimulated on TikTok by things you like or what they think you'll like. And it's usually a rabbit hole of bullshit. In China, it rewards the kids for watching engineering, smart coding stuff, um, not a bunch of gaming, not a bunch of food or bullshit, meaningless videos. And here, the worst type of shit you can watch is what rewards you and it sparks your brain so their scientists are getting us to be addicted to watching cats fall off of roofs to bounce on a trampoline to bounce back up to the roof and whatever dumbass videos and then people here are getting millions of views dancing like an idiot but they don't realize they're doing it for this fucking company that's fucking with the algorithm i made a my highest viewing video was like two and a half what was it two and a half million views really on a fucking trash can speaker that was filled up with banana peels and shit like that and all i did was go up and shoot it like not with uh shooting it but like shot it with the camera and i was like oh yeah this is super easy and we had ten thousand followers like that from the store and i was like all right yeah we could do this and then i realized i'm like wait they just want to see dumb shit that's all they want to see is dumb shit but you you could also change it and do like instagram or the reels on facebook are becoming more and more popular i see them when i uh, open Facebook. It's like literally right there. Yeah, they're trying to push like, it because they want to be more popular than TikTok. Yeah, it's the like I I just opened my Facebook and uh, there's this uh, a buddy of mine is an ECV guy, a fellow clamper. He posted Happy Valentine's Day, folks. But literally right below his is the real section. Yeah, and there's four or five of them, so I, I get it. Yeah, it's it's the first thing you you see on Facebook now. It's the the one thing that you will always click when you're in the app, and they they've found that out. So they've really put a lot of money into getting people views, getting them around. And there's I know content creators that have switched from TikTok to Facebook, got their exclusivity, um, and they get a lot more views nowadays. But it's more genuine on Facebook, more real people than it is bot accounts or. When TikTok came out, parents were giving kids TikTok, thinking nothing was coming of it. Now you got people that are doing the cringiest. You thought there was cringy shit on MTV in 2001. You need to look at Dark Talk, which is like TikTok, the dark side. Dark Talk? Yeah. Well, it's TikTok, but they call it, uh, what is it, the dark side of TikTok? Dark. No, it's not another app. It's just once you get into the algorithm. You start looking at dumb shit, and then it's just dumber and dumber shit, and then they have perverted shit. It's so bad. Gotcha. Fun times. I have officially got the reply from my family over the the argument last night. (laughs) Yeah. But, man, it's crazy because I love love my parents. That's not the problem. It's just the, the... I recommend the the no juice thing just cut down water it down please do like they're my kids I understand you want to spoil them the M&M's every once in a while great but you would assume that grandparents don't want to be liked they want to make sure that their grandkids are healthy and sometimes I feel like they just want to be the best grandparents like give one grandkid all the candy and all that shit and then the other one's like oh you don't get it both families have a big problem of separating the kids because Khaleesi is my stepdaughter, but I treat her as she's my own. Sure. 
I like her more than I like my own fucking son, which is horrible. In future people, but you, um, ten years they're gonna look back on this and be like, my son's a little shit most of the time because he's two. So I just haven't bonded with him. There's days where I love him more than anything, but there's most days my daughter can be a big pain in the ass, but I just love her. Sir, I've raised three girls. <sighs> yeah, I my imagine. son is eleven. He's the youngest. My 13-year-old daughter is a nationally ranked cheerleader mm-hmm. and doesn't speak a word to me right now. I'd be very proud. I'm very proud of her, mm-hmm. but it's costing me three arms and a leg. But that's also mother drama, correct? Not necessarily for the cost of the cheer, but there is mo- the, the not talking to me as part of the mom. Well, she is, she is, so she's 13, so she's just now finding her personality and, and going through... You know, being a young woman, so it's... Yeah, my oldest is in Navy boot camp right now. (laughs) Why Navy? Because she wants to be a aircraft recovery safety swimmer. Of all the things on this large earth, all the things. Navy. It's like the only thing... better than the Coast Guard. I I understand that it's better than some things. And I'd rather be shot... Every, every one of my jokes are about the Navy. Oh, I've got then, them too. And very few about like the Marines and the name tags and all that. But What are you thinking about? My daughter's a seaman. Yes. yes Who the hell names a rank seaman? It's not a rank. That's just the Navy is seaman. Yes. Yeah. They ask for jokes. Yeah, they ask for it. Um, <laughs> I, couldn't have, I don't know what my kids are going to do, but... Everyone always comments that Khaleesi has, she has a bit of slanted eyes because she's half Korean. Well, technically she's a quarter Korean because her biological father's half Korean. And uh, she's starting to look less and less Korean now that she's almost six. Eyes are widening up. Facial features are becoming more prominent. But when she was younger, it was it was a big thing. So when I got into her life, my parents were very... Oh, well, her grandparents spoil her. She just seems like she's stuck up. Because my parents didn't know her, you know? And I was like, she's fucking three. Now she's five. She's got an opinion. Respect the five-year-old's questions. You know, give her a voice so that she can talk to you when she's 10. I don't want to have a kid that gets... You hear 30-year-olds talk about how they were molested by the church, family friend, all this crazy shit happened to them nobody ever knew about. Their kids won't talk to them. Everything should be on the table to talk about at that age five to 12 absolutely 13 you want to hide some things i'll get you the key your little password journal you go ahead make good judgment i should have taught you in 13 years what is acceptable what's not but man like my parents just they're not about opinion my rule is my rule i don't want to hear what you want i'm giving you what i need there you go old school they're, they're 70 you know my parents are real close to that yeah but your parents seem like they got their shit together yeah, they do. I my, think. my parents, for the most part, my parents, you know, didn't really save any money, and they're in crippling debt, and uh, we're trying to help them create better life choices. Sure, but boy, the uh, the grandkids, it's it's a different world because I was raised. My father is not my biological father. I was raised near an identical situation to what I'm in myself, thirty years apart, and my parents don't act the same way they act actually the same way as my father's mother did so grandma bell about like oh you married a woman with kids you know so it's not your kid but yet it's your kid Uh, yeah it's not that they don't love my kids it's that uh they just rub it the wrong way time to time it's very it's an awkward feeling i've never had that until recently and i'm like yeah, I just don't think they like every kid the same. I think they have favorites. Like, I know Leslie's mom has her favorite as Khaleesi. She was there when she was a baby, helped raise her. And then Chris is my parents' favorite. So then they get separated every weekend. One wants to take one for a night out. One wants to take one for a night out or overnight. And by the age of seven or eight, they're just going to resent, like, oh, bye. Like, it's going to be nothing. Me and my brothers were is- inseparable. If you took us... To grandma's house without one or the other, there was a fight. Oh, yeah. Same with us. Yeah. And my grandfather, my maternal grandfather was a was a minister like my dad. But we still would go out there because he's a World War II vet. Oh, yeah. It's an old shit kicker. Yeah. And he was, oh, my gosh. The 
the thing he was Texan. So you got an old World War II vet that's from Texas. Uh, yeah. So how many uh, grenades did he smuggle out? <laughs> well, we can't talk about that polite society. Okay. <laughs> I, I knew a uh, an old World War II vet that had apparently taken a bunch of C4 and uh, like plates, you know, um, and stacked them outside of his property just in case he ever wanted to pull the trigger. So their bomb squads had to come out and pull all this shit. I was like, that was the best idea I've ever seen for a Texan. Like line your property with a bunch of explosives where you have your own red button to let shit go kaplooey. If I, if I was in Texas, I'd probably do the same thing. Oh. Absolutely. <laughs> Uh, that's without a doubt i mean you have to do stuff like that this is going to be exciting because uh you know if you're i'd say we'll probably put out a couple of episodes or record a couple episodes a week at least but i'm I'm hoping to do monday wednesday fridays for the editing and posting and then the idea of doing something a little more veteran based just takes a little prep so like i was up last night for a while so i did not get to do any prep for this podcast so we're just kind of hanging out but there is uh i gotta get up in five hours 2 a.m is the bullet number man I love, that's it i love going to sleep at 2 a.m yeah i wake up 7 15 to 7 30 so my daughter's just getting ready and I, I walk out in my pajamas and everyone in the parent drop-off line looks at me i drive up in a tesla it's not like it's the richest car in the world but to some people in this area it is crazy and i get out in my fucking pajamas every morning and they look dressed to the nines like it's seven thirty, people, but it gives you this like, oh, everyone's gonna hate me at the PTA meetings. They're gonna hate me. Oh, I've been there. I'm not looking forward to it. Just not. And there's all kinds of weird shit going on at the, uh, her school currently. Uh, she had the only 100 percent ex- uh, attendance, so she got a bunch of gift cards. Preschooler really? got a bunch of fucking gift cards. Wow. The only 100 percent attendance. That's crazy. Oh, people don't have to go anymore. They don't, and they, they took off so much time. And I'm like, where's the cops? When I was in school, if you didn't go to school, and we've already told our daughter, if you don't want to go to school, the cops come. You can't just not go to school. They take us away, then mommy and daddy's gone. You have to go to school, you have to learn. She doesn't really get it, but she gets it enough to where now she stopped complaining. She, never, she went from daycare fun time to preschool overnight. So... Oh well, the COVID the COVID requirements in San Juan Unified right now. Oh yeah, she's still insane. wearing a mask. Well, yeah, but that's about to go away. But let's hope. The I'm talking about the attendance. So my brother Daniel, mm-hmm. whom you're well aware of, is the attendance clerk at a junior high. Is he? So he went to work for uh, San Juan Unified. San Juan Unified at Carnegie. My brother went to do the same. That's crazy. Yeah, and so the fun part about that is is all they have to do, call, send an email. Uh, my kid's got a fever, and it's not held against them anymore. No doctor's notes, no, no nothing. So if, if high school, say I got a test, mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, mom, I feel faint, fever, Ferris Bueller, this shit. Do I get two weeks, and the test doesn't get failed? Correct. <sighs> if I was in school nowadays. <laughs> Must be good life, right? I, I, yeah, I think I ditched 40% <laughs> of the time. And I still passed, Yeah. which I, I, once after freshman year, freshman I did once, one ditch, got caught, sophomore, sophomore, junior, I was a pro. You, you could hide out in the dugouts, you could hop a fence and another fence within three seconds. I didn't care. I was such a, I'm a bad boy and everyone loves me. Didn't work out. I was a dumb shit until I was 23, easily. But, you know, everyone needs to grow up. Now you're just an older dumb shit. Yeah, I, I would not it say... Seems a, it seems a way. Exactly. I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but at least I get a lot of use. That's not what I was going for. Oh, I know. Shit, I, I just don't got time. Sorry. Oh, you want to talk about social media, bro? Mm-hmm. I made a... I don't post very often, but I made a... I did a post, and it said... Let's see, where's it at? I posted yesterday. No, fr- it was Friday. That I was, it was kind of like I was upset or something. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, I said, wow, what an effed up way to start the day. Now I'm extremely angry and highly disappointed. Now, isn't that vague? It's very vague. 
Now I post things for uh, that are vague for a reason because you don't want to piss one person off. It may be about one person. Oh, it's directly at one person. I same shit. I did, Friday I did the exact same thing. The exact. I was like, man, I'm so sick. Lazy motherfucking people. And everyone was like, dude, just at me, bro. I had to remove so many comments. Well, the po- the answers I got, the response, the responses. It's got to be similar to the ones I got. Oh yeah, I'm like, there there are people who are like. One who's a good friend of mine, we grew up together, obviously don't know what you're going on, but I said a prayer for you. Oh, that's nice. Thank you. Doesn't help, but thank you. Oh, okay. Are, are you religious? My dad's a preacher, bro. I understand. Are you religious? Yeah. Okay. All the time. Oh, hold on. My question is, are you religious? Yes. No, I'm, I'm trying to speak as clearly so you understand. There's a difference between like all the time, like, hey, I practice. And then the person who's like very spiritual, and I believe God is here for X, Y, and Z. Well, let's see. I I'm the church song leader and the adult Sunday school leader. Oh, this this is going to be an interesting because I I I'm very agnostic, but no, not religious whatsoever. So I'm I'm not a big huge fan of organized religion in a lot of ways because I see how that has changed the scope of belief. Oh yeah. But I am. I do believe in. We'll, we'll put a pin in this because there's there's so much info that's going to be fun to talk about. Oh, absolutely! In, I got in laws that speak in tongues in churches. Oh like, yeah, we don't. Do that. <laughs> yeah, we don't. Do that. It's, it's fun, and they'll probably watch this. Sorry, guys, but uh, <laughs> <clears throat> you know, we're, scre- we're, screaming, we're, the, we're on the Baptist side of things. So we're sc- more of the mellow side, screaming like uh, they were possessed by the ring, and that's a oh, prophecy. Yeah, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like. Somehow, I, I don't get it, but uh, those are the ones that we want to move out to in Oklahoma. That's why we're trying to move all of our businesses strictly online. And sure as shit, it is an interesting one. I, I think I, uh, I posted yesterday that I needed beta testers for Leslie's Scrubs. Yeah, I saw that. For some reason, nobody saw it yesterday, and this morning I've gotten like 15 people that have asked about it. Well, you got to remember, yesterday was the Super Bowl. <laughs> I didn't watch it and until... It was all up- the last five minutes. Well, that was like you missed an incredible game. It was probably this playoff season was easily one of the best playoff seasons in football ever. I don't even remember one game. I didn't watch one game this year. Wow. So I didn't watch a lot of during the season games. Mm-hmm. The Rams, I'm a Ram and Raider fan. See, my family's Raiders. And that, and so, I was always. Uh, Eagles, Philadelphia, for some sure. reason I gravitated towards that when I was on the East Coast. I was told what teams were my teams. Every family does that. By my grandfather. Yeah, every family. And like, he, was a, he was a former deputy sheriff. So, And if you listen to Rob Arney and Don in the morning. I used to when I was a kid. Or Rob, I'm sorry. It'll always be Rob Arney and Don. Now it's Rob anybody and Don. What is that? It's the, Arnie left the show. Really? Yeah, a few Did years ago. Did he die? Ago. Nope, a few years ago he's got his own he's got his own like podcast. <laughs> Strangely enough, it's called the Arnie State Show. But and we could send this to them as we go. But <laughs> there's it's it's an amazing thing. And so when you listen to those things, there's Rob's rules for sports mm-hmm. and they're they're like spot on. If you want to talk about a genius, like is he doing predictions or numbers? They or? they run everything in that. And so but he tells you the Rob's rules for being a sport. So the first team you watch mm-hmm. is your team with a family member. Oh, yeah, Raiders. I right. Can, I can so, remember trying to drink tea at like three years old on my dad's lap with exactly. a Raiders jersey. Exactly. And if you're in, if, you're, if your hometown has a team, that's your team. I wouldn't say that one because. Well, our hometown doesn't have a team. So. Well, I've, I've known a lot of people in Baltimore that hate the Ravens. I know. Hate I know. them. So when I was out at Quantico and, you know, Headquarters Marine Corps mm-hmm. and the Pentagon and Camp David, which is in Northern Maryland. Yep. We used to go to Aberdeen all the time. APG was the the place to go just because it was walking distance to everything fun. Well, I mean, it's also a proving ground, so we did a lot of testing mm-hmm. there too. So. Dry fire. Yep. The, the range was always fun out there because they they had a very um, loose, we'll call it, range where you could mess around and do stupid shit. I've never seen a range that didn't have somebody ready to tackle you at any point. It was more like a civilian range. Oh, come in. You want to shoot something cool? You want to fuck around? Do it one-handed. 
they didn't care. Even if even if it was a proven grounds, I don't know how they didn't care back then. Yeah, but you know, needless to say, it's been a uh, an interesting day. We'll see how the rest of it goes. But hey, hit the uh, like button, subscribe, notifications. Find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, etc. Yeah, We're gonna be out everywhere. This is gonna this is gonna explode, <laughs> folks. <laughs> it's it's fun. Uh, thank you for coming on, and we'll see you next time.